0: from the French podcast we're back live from the Sonoran Desert. I hope everyone had a great weekend. Hope you got to spend some time with family, but more importantly, I hope you got to play some golf or watch some golf. So, here's what happened this past weekend. Liv was at Greenbrier and Bryson DeChambeau took his first live win and he did it in extraordinary fashion. He shot a 61 on Saturday and followed it up with a 58 on Sunday to beat Mito Pereira for the win. Now, if you follow golf like I do, you know anything about the game. A 58, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, ties the low PGA record. This is an incredible feat. To go 61 and 68 is something insane. And Bryson has... Been on a health kick. He uh, bulked up a couple years ago. He's kind of leaned out now. He's playing some insane golf. He's had an equipment change or a few equipment changes. I know he was with Cobra for a while. He's been here in the Valley uh, working with Ping. Um, I know he has a new driver in the bag from another company. But Bryson DeChambeau gets his first win in the Live Series. And he did it again in awesome fashion. Over on the team side, Torque Golf Club beat the Crushers or they went one and two torque is a meter prayer our Mito prayer is on torque so and bryson DeChambeau is the captain of crushers so those guys team wise and on the individual were uh going back and forth and it was a really good tournament to see over for the women the women were over in scotland for the lpga scottish open and for the second week in a row celine boudier was our winner at minus 15 now as we've discussed before, winning on the tour is a, whether it's the LPGA or the PGA tour or live, winning, you know, back-to-back turn. well, winning, first of all, is hard as it is. Winning back-to-back, now that's something else. This young lady has found something special in her game. She has honed in on it, and I'm very excited to see what happens with her. Over uh, back here in the PGA at the Wyndham Championship, it was the last event right before the playoff start. Justin Thomas made a very valiant effort this weekend, but he did not make the cut. He uh, missed a birdie. He missed a birdie putt on 18. That left him one uh, one spot shy of making the uh, playoff cut. So you know, tough break for Justin, but I know he'll bounce back and, and be there next uh, next year. But it was all about Lucas Glover. Lucas Glover is a journeyman. I believe he has three or four wins on the PGA Tour. He was your 2009 U.S. Open champion. I think his last win was back at the Wells Fargo in 2019, and he got his he got a win. He got a win, and he just, you could tell, it was just like with Ricky. Like, he, he won, the look on his face, his family was there, his kids came running on the green. It really was a wholesome scene. His daughter was crying, his, his son was really happy. Uh, kind of what I like about later in the, in the PGA Tour season is, once a lot of these guys have, have established enough points for the FedEx Cup, and after the last major, there's a lot of rest going on for some of the, um, some of the bigger names. So it allows some of these younger guys or journeymen to get a win or get some top 10 finishes and really strengthen their game as well. Um, Lucas now went from, I think, oh, if I read properly, and, and I'm sorry I don't have this fact or the stat in front of me, but I think he went from like one 121 in the FedEx Cup to 49 with this win. So he will be there for the playoffs. So congratulations to Lucas Glover. So as promised, we have a very special guest. It's a loaded show. I don't want to keep you guys waiting. So let's get on with it. All right, guys, as promised, we have an interview this week. We have Travis Fish. He is the director of golf at Starfire Golf Club. Welcome to the pod.
1: Greetings. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Dude, this is awesome. I've really wanted to talk to you for a while. So, first of all, let's just give everyone a little bit of background on. Travis Fish and his immersion into the world of golf.
1: Oh sure so after I got done with college at the University of Idaho I uh, had worked during the summers as a just an assistant golf pro at the city courses in Great Falls, Montana okay. and then I moved down to Tucson after I graduated and I was just going to be a golf pro just doing some teaching and playing uh, down in Tucson for the winters and go back home to Montana in the summers. Oh nice. Well never made it back home. I just started fooling people into thinking I could manage golf courses and I started out there at El Conquistador and that was a nice 45 hole lay out at the time then I moved over to the gallery which hosted I actually recently hosted a live event but it hosted the Tucson Open for a couple years and that was a lot of fun that was a high-end private club and then uh then I became the general manager at the Raven Sabino Springs which we transformed into Arizona National and that Dang. became the home course for the University of Arizona. So we had a teaching center out there, a practice center out there for the U of A players. And then that's where they played their uh, seasonal event. And that's also where the Pac, at the time, the Pac 10 championship was held. Oh, nice. When uh, Loreno Ochoa had won. Okay. And uh, there were a whole bunch of great players that came through there. Paula Creamer had come through there. Ryan O'Toole, we had some side conversations, but Ryan O'Toole had come through there at one right. point, too. So, But uh, then I moved up here to, to Phoenix. And took over yeah i was with the golf group that had 25 golf courses around the country and they had me take over the raven south mountain okay uh so i was there for five or six years and then i moved over to the director of golf at leisure world a 36 hole facility out in east mesa that's a retirement community gated community two fantastic golf courses that really? are, like nobody knows about because they're behind
0: honestly i you know always look at the map of all the golf courses I've never heard of Leisure World. Oh no,
1: kidding! So they're called Coyote Run and Heron Lakes. Heron Lakes is a par sixty-two executive course. Okay, really cool course and uh, a par seventy-three championship course. Coyote Run. We had about seven hundred members and we do about forty thousand rounds between both golf courses oh, for the nice. year. And it was it was it was a nice nice job. I was there for ten or twelve years. Then I did a short stint for a year and a half with Arcus out of Superstition Springs. And now I'm the new director of golf here at Starfire. The last three months, it's gone by fast.
0: So director of golf, what all does that entail behind the scenes?
1: Well, every property kind of has a little bit different. But this particular property, I'm overseeing tournaments, uh, selling tournaments, making sure the tournaments go off without a hitch, making sure we've got cart signs and pairings lists and closest to the pins and scoring and all that stuff, get their food all set up. But you're also... Uh, Keeping the tabs on your golf professionals, so your your golf shop staff, your merchandise in the golf shop, then you take it out to the course where it's the cart guys and the golf carts and the check-in process, and then it even bleeds out into the maintenance crew, so you're working with the maintenance crew on daily setup or course conditions keeping track of water usage and fertilizer
0: like we had talked about
1: exactly yeah fertilizers are a big expense bunkers are a big expense and obviously water is a big like hot topic right now in arizona so we're keeping our eyes on that for sure
0: so speaking of bunkers and as a director of golf how often do clubs maintenance and refer or re revitalize
1: their bunkers that's a great question so i'd have to go back into the usga but the usga the agronomy section actually has years of lifespan for tees for green surfaces for bunkers for irrigation. So bunkers last somewhere between 10 to 15 years. More often, it's like right around 12 that you got to change out bunkers. That's not just carve out the sand and put in new sand. But that's like rebuild the interior, add in uh, drainage underneath. Then you put a liner on and then you put the sand on. Okay. So there's a whole series to just bunkers alone. T's are every uh, about 10 years. Green surfaces vary from depending on what kind of surface you have on there. And then irrigation is usually uh, 15 to 20 years before you're completely redoing oh, wow.
0: irrigation. Interesting. See, those? those are all the intricacies that the average guy like me doesn't know about, but I still find cool, you know, it is, you know, if like, you're a
1: real golf geek, like yeah. you and me, I love that stuff. But most people never think about, oh, there's actually like a date on it all this stuff the that needs to be used by
0: maintenance, all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to me. So as someone who's running a big course out here in Arizona, Scottsdale to, to be exact, we get a lot of visitors, get a lot of traffic through here. What do you see in the state of golf? especially on the local level as the the weekend warriors and stuff like that? Like, what are you seeing the trend
1: in golf right now? Man, so I've been in the golf business. If you want to count me washing golf carts in Montana at the age of 16, I've been in the golf business for 33 years then. But largely, I've been largely of importance in the golf business since probably the last 25 years for sure
0: okay
1: uh and we are in some of the best state i've seen since um since tiger woods really came on board and we had that uh, big tiger push yeah. right so it's been fun to see a whole bunch of transient population and what i mean by that is guys coming in from new york and texas and colorado just to play our little starfire golf course right. and they've got bachelor parties and they're renting clubs and they're buying balls and they've got gloves and they've just watched the last three youtube videos uh for uh, some swing enhancement or last little swing <laughs> test before yeah. they go out so i love the enthusiasm that's out there because I was also there in 2011 2007 when things were looking really shady and we were we weren't in a good spot. So, I, I'm couldn't be more excited about the Renaissance. I run. really feel like you
0: mentioned YouTube. I really feel like the um immersion or the what's the best way to say it just the emergence yeah the emergence of the youtube and the social media golfer has really made this sport relatable to everybody else it's not it's not the stuffy old codger you know in in the club and stuff now you know i get out here i see guys with you know with their wives their girlfriends their kids their buddies i see groups of ladies playing together like it's not the the stereotype of golf has been blown wide open right now Yep. And I think that, personally, I think that's awesome.
1: I'm glad you see it. I'm glad you see it. I get excited about it because I kind of grew up in the old fuddy-duddy ways where it was yep. middle, middle-aged, middle white, male, and now it's not that way anymore. No, it And isn't. I like to wear it. It's not even about the golf. Like, the things people are wearing now, especially the, the women when they come out, they're really, like, dressing it up, and they look sporty, and they look fun, and they look athletic, and they look, dare I say, even sexy. And even the guys buying the bad birdie stuff and – Right, you the know, Sunday whatever.
0: Swagger. Yes, and like, then you see like the um, the other brands like uh, Nike and Under Armour really not just from the men's side, but in, you know bringing it in on the women's side too. Like the 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 uh, the fashion sense and the fashion side of golf has really exploded as well. Yep.
1: So there's so many areas that you can like place an emphasis in and not even swing a golf club. You can just be a casual observer, but you can still kind of dress like a golfer because there is something a little chic about that. I see these guys coming out. They bring their girlfriend with them. The girlfriend might not play, but they dress like they're going to. And I like that they're immersing themselves in the fashion. Another thing, uh, if I can, my old pr- first head golf pro, she's fantastic. She played on the LPGA Tour. We were driving her course one day a few years ago, and she's like, look at these guys out here in these like lifted golf carts looking like they're going to go out <laughs> in the sand dunes. And, and this guy's got racing stripes, and this guy looks like a Harley Davidson. I'm like, why does that bother you? And she was so stuck in these old, fuddy-duddy ways. Uh, I said, if that's what brings them out, it's what keeps you and me in a job as golf pros. So if they're interested in, like, jacking up their cart and making it, you know, putting on spinners and doing whatever else they're going to do, and it keeps them coming back out, well, that's that's exactly what I want to promote. That's what we want. We're golf professionals. We're supposed to be growing the game, not thinking about no cargo shorts. And there was a time where I've got a beard, there was no facial hair if you were a golf pro in the, business. Really? you don't you don't have facial hair if you're going to work in the golf shop.
0: Jeez. Yeah. I didn't know it was that strict. But then you have the emergence of like, you know, uh, Tiger Woods is a pop stroke and now top golf and stuff. And I think that's introducing people cuz people get dressed up and make date nights and and fun nights with their friends out of that as well. And now now they're swinging a club and I wonder if out of all those people they might not eventually reach it out to a course, but now you go, hey, let's go to Top Golf. Okay, yeah, let's go. Because now that's become an entire, uh, an entire just you know entertainment package in itself. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, for sure. I like when I go to Top Golf, and granted, I think that kind of spearheaded some things. And I'd go there, and there were people not dressed like golf at all, not ready to be maybe on a golf course, but they're at least like experiencing it, having some success, having some fun, giving them a taste, and maybe that brings them out into my world where I can help help them take the next step.
0: I was the uh, I've been the top golf like two or three times in my life, and I'm the dude that brings my own set of clubs.
1: <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> I, I don't even do that.
0: I don't know. It's just like if I'm gonna sit here and start hitting targets, then I might as well figure out what my clubs are doing. You know what I mean? Oh, okay,
1: fair enough, fair enough.
0: Yeah. But uh, so, this you know we have oh as far as the state of golf, this is something that I was listening to a, a podcast this week. I wanted to get your thing. So Tiger Woods and Rory recently started the Tomorrow Golf League which is this indoor golf league. And they were talking about the technology behind this. And it's going to be a stadium golf league that's going to be popping off in January. It's going to be on Monday. They're going to, like, L.A. has a team. Boston has a team. They're going to come up with a few teams around the country. These guys are going to play against each other. It's going to be made up of some tour pros. But the technology is they're going to hit their driver from the middle of or into a big screen but then the rest of the golf is in an area and the greens are in an area where the technology it's shifting levels do you know anything about this
1: i don't know about their particular setup, I've just kind of heard about it, but okay. uh, Jason Day has a similar setup in his practice area at his house okay. where you can change the uh, the shape of the green, the change the way the putt breaks, change the slope dude, on the green so they're mechanical green. That is so cool. That is what they're implementing into their deal, yes. and it is super cool. That is cool. And i don't know I don't, I don't know i hope it takes off and if it doesn't i guess i'm not even worried because right now golf should be trying to capture as many fish as we can so throw everything against the wall until something sticks and like top golf sorry to interrupt oh, but no, go top golf um when they first started i thought what a, if you would have asked me to invest i would have said nah that's that's not my I thing i kind
0: of thought it was a weird thing as well honestly when i first saw it because i've golfed since i was like 12 years old
1: right right so but I see the people it's bringing out and I see that they're filling up bays and on a Thursday night in season, that place is packed and you got a waiting list, right? So yes, thank you, Top Golf. That's fantastic. I'm not always. I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I'm glad to see that we're throwing things against the wall. That one stuck. And then, if pop stroke sticks, if Tiger Woods' thing. Yeah, t- Tiger
0: Woods' thing. Uh, being here in the valley as well, we got a lot of spring training. And then you'll, you know, during spring training, you'll look on social media and these ball players. Where are they in the evenings? Yeah. They're at t- they're Top Golf playing. You know, hitting hitting the balls and stuff. And so I- I'm kind of like you. If when I first saw it, I was like, really? Who wants to like? Who wants to go do this? You know what I mean? but it's catching on. And I have to, I have to look at it from a side as not everyone is blessed enough to live in an area where golf outdoor golf is so readily available. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like the people that live in New York, people that live in Chicago, LA, some of these, like these tomorrow golf leagues and places like those, that's, what's going to draw people in, in the urban areas,
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: I, th- I think that's pretty cool as well
1: uh, I get jazz just talking about growing the game I like that other people are, are taking a vested interest in it So I should I am more supportive of it I definitely rah-rah them I'm not ever going to poo-poo like a top golf again Now I'm just like What's the next idea? Keep it right? coming guys what, What's cause the next idea? Golf's in a renaissance right now Let's strike while the iron's hot Get as many new people in as we can I, I agree So one
0: thing we were talking about before we started recording Is um, the Ryder Cup is coming up among us Oh Yeah you're a golf geek like me. You are. You watch the tournaments. I know you're watching points and stuff. Um, last podcast I had, we talked about the um, the surefire guys that are in it, like them You know our major winners this year: Clark, Harmon, Scheffler, Kepka. Um, let's see. I think Shoffley's in in it. But there's some guys mm-hmm. on the bubble, and I know there's six uh, captain's picks. So who do you think would be a good fit for the U.S. Ryder Cup this year?
1: Boy, I tell you what, I'm not going to deviate too far from your last podcast that I listened to, but I, I think Ricky Fowler's got to be in there. He's wow. hot right now and a fan favorite. I know JT is probably a fan favorite, but but I I, I don't know if he's where he, he wants to be right now. I know he wants to be on the Ryder Cup, but I don't know if he might have earned it like – well, you kind of talked about this, if we can get right into yeah, go it. Ahead. But how about DeChambeau? 58 today at Greenbrier. I had 50, not heard that until 50, you told me.
0: 58. And he's been trending upwards this entire season. So he's a guy that, I mean... He's always done well at the Ryder Cup. I mean, and now he's, now he's, his iron's hot. Like, let's strike.
1: Right. Well, what happened when you did the Ricky Fowler watch? He won, like, right away, right? Right. I think you need to do, like, a lobby for Deschambeau. Like, uh, is he eligible to be in? I already to have, to I already the Ryder have Cup?
0: one on, on Instagram
1: going. Like, <laughs>
0: like every post, whenever he uh, has a good score, like when he wins, I'm, I'm tagging the Ryder Cup in it, hoping that uh, Zach Johnson sees that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
0: I think he's just one of these young guns that are out there that can, uh, that can um, really do well for the team, and you know they've mended their fences. Let's put let's put him and Kepka together.
1: Oh, right. Let's put in right. the Kepka,
0: and let's have them start firing yeah. some stuff out there. Those yeah. guys would be hot.
1: Well, I guess if Kepka made the team, yeah. then Deschambeau should at least be considered. He she should be considered, right? yeah. And if you think about, was it the Ryder Cup or was it the Presidents' Cup where he was really into his like beefing up and his, and yeah. his driving, and he drove that first green uh, at, at I believe it was the Ryder Cup, and everybody got pumped, and he's pumped, and I think he brings a, uh, more energy. He's that, he kind of one those more energy He was energy talking
0: guys. about that dirty bulking of his. I'm, like you i just i immerse myself in videos and stuff like that and he um he was saying that was a really unhealthy bulk of his yes excuse me he he said he got too big but now he's worked on maintaining muscle but leaning out Mm -hmm. and
1: he looks good he is just on
0: fire as a man
1: i can say that he looks good. yeah he is on fire
0: right now so i mean then on the women's side like i always always um I'm always an advocate for the LPGA because my base statement is: if you want to laugh at that, their game is more like the weekend warriors' game than any other anyone else out there, even even, even college male golfers. No, I, I don't compare to that, but okay. I can relate to women and how they how they approach the game. And today, as well, over in Scotland, uh, Celine Boutier she just won back-to-back events. Let's talk about how hard that is on a uh,
1: for someone to go
0: back to back,
1: that's so rare that hardly ever happens. You would never in between place in majors. Event. Oh yeah, in, oh yeah, in between majors, by the way. And I yeah. just won a major, and I'm going to win this other Scottish she, Open. She right? she had,
0: she has found something in her game, and
1: I. Does she go for the threepeat? Be kind of cool. Now I'm interested. See, that, remember, everybody, this is the energy Tiger Woods used to invoke. Exactly. Hey, is he going to win next week? Is he going to win again? What's the next thing he's playing in? And now we're like, ooh, Celine Boutier, can she, can she do the turkey, the yeah, trifecta? Right? Oh,
0: Bryson DeChambeau just shot a fifty-eight, lowest ever in Live, you know, Live history, you know, history because they're about a year old. But still, right. lowest round for it to come come from behind for his win. What is he gonna do? Is he gonna make the Ryder Cup? Like now, all of a sudden, there's because you know you have the Live and you have the uh, the PGA Tour. Now you have this thing in the middle of the Ryder Cup. It's like who makes it? Like yeah. like now you got all these golfers from everywhere. Who makes it? You know, it'd be kinda of cool if there's something where
1: a collegiate golfer could get kinda of get into something like that too, you know? I right, mean, right, right. What about even like hasn't Taylor Gooch been like a cot commodity on Live and I think dude, he's like the Taylor, points leader in Live is or right now. Like I that. haven't now I
0: haven't checked the read the recent points, but going into this week, he was the points leader. And uh, um, you know, another one off Maybe of live was right. um was Matt Matthew Wolf, and I know there was some drama with him and his team captain uh, Brooks Kepka a few weeks back, and Kepka kind of kind of aired some dirty laundry, saying the dude's not trying. But then all of a sudden, through Friday and Saturday, Wolf came out and was leading that tournament, and he was playing some really good golf. And you know, interviewing him, he seemed to be in a really good headspace. And it's like now I'm looking at this team dynamic over there, and it's like, was was that Kepka as most people would say, is that Kepka just being being a dick or is that him trying to push a teammate to, to get to a, potential, to a potential where we all know Matthew Wolf could be?
1: Right. So then it begs the question, I try to put myself in Matt's shoes. It's like, no, man, I was going to play well this week anyway, but you're getting all the credit for pushing me. Or maybe Matthew was actually pushed. You know, who knows what motivates him? Exactly. But I'd hate to give Kepka the credit if I was going to play well anyway, because I am trying, dude. Get off my back. But. But you know, it's
0: just there's so many intricacies and in how how these guys work, and you know, how egos
1: motivate these guys, right? Egos motivate these guys. So yeah, if you're gonna call me out like that, yeah, probably maybe I am gonna play harder just, just to shut just you to up. Just to shut you up and <laughs> to show you that
0: I can actually do
1: this, right?
0: As you know, someone who's not in the golf but hangs out here at the golf club a lot and loves to play. I think watching. Not just the state of local golf, but professional golf on all levels, whether it's PGA, Live, Corn Ferry, LPGA. It's just, it's booming right now. Like you said, it's a renaissance and we're booming. So I I personally am excited about it.
1: Yep, yep. Well, uh, like I've talked about with many golf professionals, it's like, what are we going to do to make the game more approachable? Can they come with their shirts untucked? You bet. You bet. Can we finally just wear a t-shirt? Heck, we've been selling them in golf shops, resort shops forever. Can my p- golfers now wear a t-shirt? Can they have some cargo shorts?
0: And a lot of these, a lot of these, like at least the, ma- the major sporting brands, like an Adidas, an Under Armour, and um, I think even p- Peter Millar and Nike, they wear those. You know, they have those like mo- mo- moisture wicking, like mm-hmm. three button, you know, t-shirts. Tiger's one the- has worn those on a tour before. Yep,
1: yep. Like it's yep. why not? Well, look what happened now. Do you remember how many years ago was it? Tyrrell Hatton. One and he was wearing a hoodie oh, oh my god
0: the hoodie the revival. hoodie hoodie oh gate my god people freaked yeah. out about that now what do you
1: see yep yep jordan speed was wearing a hoodie that all those I guys mean, are wearing hoodies now, out you there. you know now.
0: what is it bad birdie uh robeck proud 90 um like you said jordan speed uh, with under armor now they all have hoodies yeah
1: yeah i've got three myself I do they're too. trendy as heck i love them
0: uh, you know i love i love my hoodies and it's just like you know, we were talking like there are certain things the old school respect the game and etiquette that yes, I do believe we, we we need to uphold. And there's that's just me. But then there's some of these other things about fashion and and whatnot that if you want to grow the game, then you have to look at the market that's going to grow it, and that's the younger generations. And you you have to you it just you have to I don't want to say cater to them. But you have to make them feel included as well.
1: Right, right. Well, just make it accessible. You exactly. know, don't let people feel, um, intimidated you know boy let down the gates you know let them know that we're an open facility we used to make fun of people and i shouldn't probably say this but for your listeners that if they carry their clubs like they're doing a bear hug and they walk in the golf shop we're like oh boy this is gonna be a long day (laughs) but now i look at it differently because i'm not such a golf snob it's like oh here's a guy new to the game he doesn't know the etiquette if you will you don't need to bring your clubs in the golf shop you definitely don't Carry him like you're hugging a bear. He <laughs> just might not know. He just doesn't know, but he's excited. He's he's he got a set of clubs. He wants to go out and play. So I loved like taking those guys aside and go, hey, you know what? Let me take your clubs. We're just going to set them out here. It makes it so much easier when you check in the golf shop instead of like, hey, don't bring your clubs in here, dude. Right. Yeah, that's not the way.
0: You know, it's like, you know, you see, I feel golf can take something from from the like the bodybuilders and the weightlifting of the universe or the sports universe or whatever you want to say. And I've seen memes about, you know, don't laugh at the guy and, the, you know, the big dude on the treadmill or whatever. He made the step to get in there. He's trying. And that's the same with, with people here that you see. They might not have, you know, they might not know what the etiquette or dress code is. Mm-hmm, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, and if, you know, the first couple of times they come in and it's not 100% pro- proper, it is what it is. But, you know, most people, and at least what I've seen, most people own some sort of khaki short, shorts you know and some kind of golf shirt mm-hmm. and the more they get into it trust me it's it's a rap golf is a rabbit hole people I don't know if y'all know this yet or but you've learned this from listening to us golf is a rabbit hole and the fashion part is that too
1: oh yeah yeah you I
0: always know. like I'm sorry there are da- I you know I wear the same thing to work I wear jeans and a t-shirt to work I wear my steel toe shoes but when I when I'm going golfing, I laid my clothes out the, the night before like that. Like that's me. I I like, okay, I'm gonna wear these shorts. Okay. I got the shoes. All right. What shirt am I gonna wear? Okay. What's gonna go with that belt? Like all of a sudden here I am, you know, 43 years old. Yeah. And I'm becoming, you know, fashion conscious because I'm going to go play some golf.
1: I love it. I love it. That's the game within the game for starters, but it's also, it shows your enthusiasm and you're the kind of guy that like I feed off the energy because it's like, (laughs) oh yeah, the enthusiasm for the game. Here's something that breaks my heart. I'm not going to name the course, but there was a local course here when I first came to town, high end course. Even me as a golf pro, I'm like, oh man, maybe I shouldn't even call these guys for a tee time, but I call them and they're like, you know, blah, blah, golf course, how can I help you? I'm like, yeah, my name's Travis and I'm director of golf over here and I'm hoping maybe I can get myself in my. Team out for a little golf. What time? Well, you know, we don't want to take up a, a, a prime time. You know, in, in, whatever works for you. How about like 10 o'clock? Nope. Nope. Okay. So right there, it's just like, it's like a wall, right? So here's yeah. how I train my staff. You call me for a tee time. You know, th- you know, thank you for calling Starfire Golf Club. How can I help you? Yeah, I want to make a tee time around 10 o'clock. Oh, man, so sorry. I don't have 10 o'clock. But I can get you around 1020 or maybe I can get you at 938. I, I can't quite get you in it. That- but you're trying to like help them find like a solution instead of just like, nope, guess again, sucker. Well, well thing- why do I want to play your course now? Yeah, Are you that good? And another thing is like when you call up here, it's
0: like the first thing they ask, like, okay, what time works for you? When do you want to play? Yeah. And yeah. that you, just like you said, when you give out the... Um, you know, I like to play around 10. Don't have 10, but I can get you on a ten ten. Cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you're engaging. You're letting me know that you understand that I'm a customer. I'm choosing to come here. And you're welcoming that.
1: I want my guys to be so nice on the phone that you can't wait to get there and meet them. It's like, dude, this could be my next buddy. Oh, maybe golf isn't that intimidating. Dude, this the, sounds like a friendly place. Dude,
0: the staff here from the cart guys, when you are... When you first walk out, come in here to the guys in the pro shop... To the grill, which, by the way, you'll have a fantastic burger here. If uh-huh. ever ate the burger here is amazing. To the beverage cart service, everyone here is on. And, you know, whenever I've come out here, whether it's just by myself or I'm playing with a group, I've never seen someone have bad customer service experience. Now, I don't care if you are a simple muni or a high-end club. Mm-hmm,
1: we mm-hmm. should all have that. Yep. Yep. I don't want you to go to a high-end club and get a condescending treatment. I want you to go to high-end club and get just the friendly friendly service you could get there as you would here. Right. We've all got a golf course. You've got over 200 selections here in the Valley alone. I know, isn't it awesome? I need to make sure we're separated out. And at the very least, we should be welcoming. At the very least, we should have all those barriers down so you feel comfortable to come on out and put, let's face it, we all suck. We all had crappy shots. Oh, yeah. I might hit a little more than that guy. That guy might hit a little bit more than me. But we all had crummy shots, and we need to know that that's our lowest common denominator. We can hit a shot just as bad as the newest beginner right. at any given time, at even the guys on the tour. YouTube uh, tour fails. You know, You'll right. see a million bad golf shots that a beginner can hit on the PGA Tour. Right. So it's like we need to remember that we can't get on our high horses golf pros and just be so condescending.
0: I feel like we could probably talk for hours yeah, about got all this it. stuff, and I love that too. Track. So before before we go, we were kind of talking about it before, but
1: give me two of your best
0: golf stories from within the industry that you've experienced in in your with thirty thirty plus years around here.
1: Oh. Some that just
0: gonna make people chuckle and be like, "No, that yep. really happened."
1: Yeah, um, some some I can't tell. <laughs> just, we need a totally different podcast and maybe with less listeners. So because some I just can't tell, but uh, I can tell I can tell you one where we had a guy. During the high school championships on these railroad tracks behind a putting, or behind a par three green, really close to the par three green, uh, I was working the golf shop. These girls came in laughing, and I'm like, "Girls, what are you laughing about?" They're like, "Girls, oh, this is guy behind the green. He's wearing the long trench coat and he's exposing himself. It's really funny." I'm like, "Oh, that's that's, that's not funny. funny. <laughs> we gotta we gotta put an end to this." So this guy, every time these girls would come by on the green, that he would expose himself. So we called the cops. The cops get up there on the railroad tracks. And if you guys have been on railroad tracks, there's the railroad ties and then they're really on like sharp angular rocks. Yes. These cops come barreling at this guy and his coat flies open as he runs away and they tackle him and they just all pile oh. on top of him and he just grinds the whole front of himself. Brooks, road rash. Into a lot of road oh, rash. Man. <laughs> <And> it man. <was, laughs> you know, and the, the girls on the green were cheering and clapping and <laughs> I, I got into it too. And These cops just hauled that clown away. That was pretty <laughs> That's funny. funny. There was another, another time where um, people, maybe this is for the golf dorks in there, but tee times aren't like 7 o'clock, seven o They're not on these round numbers. They're usually based on numbers. So it might be 9-minute intervals or 10-minute intervals or 8-minute intervals. I was at a course where it was 6-minute intervals. So if we started a time at 5 o'clock, then the next time was 5.06, then 5.12, and so on and so right. forth. And after you go around enough times, it doesn't come out to an even number. So I had this guy call for a 7 o'clock tee time. I said, oh, sir, yeah, you're in luck today. I can get you at 7.03. And he's like, ooh, ah, 7.03, gosh. Do you have anything a little closer to 7? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're lucky. I got the next tea time, 6.57. Ooh, ah, 6.57. You don't have 7 o'clock. I'm like, no, no, I've got 7.03 or 6.57. He's like, I'm going to have to call you back. (laughs) No, no, he did not. We're plus or
0: minus 7 o'clock here, plus or minus 3 minutes Right. You want, oh how tightly God. are
1: you scheduled, or and maybe that was me not being able to explain how intervals work for teen people off. You just you got to give. I've people always time wondered to about the
0: intervals and how that how, how those come up. I mean, yeah,
1: super fancy courses that aren't you know aren't revenue worried. They're doing ten and fifteen minute intervals. A, a comfortable is somewhere between seven and nine. Okay, and then uh, you know if you're at a high end municipal course, which I was, we were at six and we were packing them in there. Doesn't it's not conducive. The USG studies it's not conducive to fast play, but anyway. I'm going on and on, but that's just, I've got a million of those stories oh, that I
0: could tell you. We'll I have to have you back on. Travis, again, thank you very much for coming and joining me today. This has been really fun, and we definitely need to get you back on here at a future date.
1: Uh, well, thanks for getting me all juiced up about the game. I always love talking golf. Pleasure, Joel. <laughs> all
0: right, but I am proud to announce that the From the French podcast is brought to you by Shankit Golf. That's right. We've got the shanks. At Shankit Golf, you can find golf polos, bags, and accessories. And let me tell you, they are some of the hottest ones on the market. So visit ShankItGolf.com. Use the promo code fringe 15 for 15% off your order. Or better yet, you can jump over to the Instagram page, give us a follow, and click the link and do your shopping from there. That is ShankItGolf.com dot com yes we at from the fringe have the shanks and we want you to have them too All right, Fringers, before we wrap up this week's episode, let's talk about what's next. What's next for professional golf? We got a big golf weekend again, and it's going to be pretty exciting. There's going to be a lot to watch, a lot to follow. So let's get into it. The ladies are, again, still over in Britain, and they have the Women's British Open. Uh, It's the last major of the LPGA season, and... I'm going to be quite frank. We got a bunch of names. We've seen a lot of people emerge and do a lot of great things, but I'm going to be on the Boutier watch because this young lady is doing something special and I want to see if she can take her second major of the season and three tournaments in a row. It's going to be something special to watch and I can't wait to see the outcome of that. Liv is over at Trump Bedminster. In the team standings, the four aces still lead the team standings followed by Torque Golf Club and The Stinger golf club uh four aces have uh, 168 168 points uh Torx 161 Stingers 140 over on the individual side Taylor Gooch is still um is still leading the individual standings with 145 points followed by Cam Smith at 139 and Brooks Kepka at 112 so next we have the PGA FedEx Cup playoffs this is a three tournament playoff with a progressive cut so we're going to start this weekend with 70 uh golfers after this weekend the cut will be 50 and then going into the final tournament of the season it will be 30 so we will be on the ricky watch um you have to think john rom and scotty Sheffler are favorites here but again it's anyone's um it's anyone's golf right now i guess i, I don't know how else to say it With that, that's what's going on this week. I'm excited to watch golf. I'm playing this weekend. I hope you are too. So don't forget, shank it golf. Fringe 15 is your promo code there. Get yourself some cool gear. Check us out on Instagram from underscore the underscore fringe. I will have a list of the players that made the FedEx Cup playoffs. So you can go check that out threads has the same tag handle then we have we're over at x at f-r-m-t-h-e-f-r-i-n-g-e with that again i hope you guys have a great weekend i hope you get to play some golf y'all be good stay safe and hit them straight